So the city is growing. How do you accommodate and schedule new routes? You have you know, an Amazon educational center going here and we'd like to service. How do you do that? So it's, it's really important that you have data-driven decisions and a lot of help to even prove to the folks who are supporting these projects because we're not talking about hundreds of pennies. These initiatives are not cheap. We're continuing the conversation about data. And today we're going to be talking about probably two of the most data intensive or data flexible products with viewpoint and mobility planning and scheduling. Hi, this is Tris and welcome to Inside Trapeze. And today, Esme Jensen is back representing Viewpoint and Tyler has been on the show a bunch talking about mobility, planning and scheduling. How are you guys today? Doing great. Thanks, Tris, for uh, having us on the show, on the podcast. Yeah. Great to be back. Thank you, Tris. You're welcome. Okay, so Esme, we're going to start off with you. This is the second in our series of Viewpoint Plus, and we're talking about mobility, planning, and scheduling. So before we dive into it, give a little recap. What's What are we talking about here? Yes. Well, Viewpoint... BI as a platform is a centralized one-stop location for all your transit data, natively integrating with TrafP's assets and products. So being able to put all that data on one platform in a centralized location provides a lot of planning beyond your daily analysis of KPIs that you have. Um, but it provides different folks in different roles the ability to look at their data in however way they want to. And that's the real value of it because it's all on one platform. It's all on one platform. And it integrates with all the solutions. Tyler, you and I, we talk about data. It seems like every other month you and I are, are talking about data and, and recording something about MPS. And you've always come back to Having access to data and rich data is what makes mobility planning and scheduling unique and powerful. So how does Viewpoint fit into this? Right. So when it comes to the process of um, building a schedule and really altering it, right, these things are kind of living organisms, um, while at times it's strategic it makes sense to completely overhaul your entire schedule and network, more often you are making incremental changes to that uh, existing network uh, because so many people, of course, rely on the network as it is. It makes it hard to change. That's a whole other process for a whole other time uh, or a whole other podcast. But in this case, um, what we're talking about is that kind of continual process of improvement that um, a product like Viewpoint really enables at a key level. And that, again, as we mentioned, it's bringing together uh, data points from, uh, in this case, um, you know, on the street resources, right? Essentially telling schedulers and planners, how is my schedule performing in the real world? I put it out there thinking it would do X. Is it doing that? How well is it doing that? And what can I do based on the feedback I get from those systems that get consolidated into Viewpoint. Um, I can then interpret those very easily and quickly and then make my changes to my schedule um, 
put that on the street and then observe again. And then this cycle just repeats itself over and over again. Um, but viewpoint is a critical link in that chain in that it brings the data uh, so it can actually be used, right? We, uh, we have no issue with there being data theoretically available. Um, that's, that's almost a problem that there's so much data theoretically available. It makes us think that we can, uh, it's kind of frustrating because we, we know it's valuable, but we can't bring it value without giving it the context that Viewpoint does and without bringing it to a single place in an easy to consume format. So it becomes information, actionable information. Um, and that's when we can get into data decision, uh, data-driven decision uh, mode. And that's where we can really start to improve our service, um, even if incrementally, though, more rapidly and effectively. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, there's, a, there's lots that I want to unpack in that. I mean, there are things like which reports and how you build reports uh, are central to turning information into knowledge and, and creating business transformation and um, you know, just better business decisions. You'd kind of touched on this, Tyler, and we talked about integrated data sets before, things like bringing in demographic data in, in GIS data and even weather data. How does, view, how does Viewpoint help that process with MPS? I would actually say that Viewpoint uh, gets at a different problem set um, that you want to know even before you get to that part, which is when it comes to performance, right? Every... Uh, transit provider has a different way that they evaluate the performance. Usually they'd like to distill it down to one value, but usually there's a few. Um, and generally speaking, they are either ridership or anti-performance related, right? And so before you even decide what changes you want to make to your system and how that impacts uh, the people that interact with it, you have to start some, you have to go further up the stream to start somewhere. And that's where Viewpoint comes in, tells us what are our, we'll say, lowest performing routes, underperforming routes. And maybe even why is that, right? Well, um, there's many reasons uh, that that could be um, that Viewpoint can allow you to dig into. I won't get into all the data levels here, but the point is that um, that's where you have to start. And you can even go um, a little off the well-worn path of ridership and on-type performance and get into uh, some other cool KPIs. One that I particularly like is a percentage of service that you actually performed. So you tell the public you're going to perform this service, but if you've got high absentee rates, bus breakdowns, or buses that are so late that they they get back on time by just being an hour late, if you will, and skipping a trip, they don't actually perform the service that they said they were going to. Um, that is a super interesting KPI to me because it, it really is kind of a, uh, a nice measure of um, are we doing what we said we were going to do? Because that's the public needs to trust that the bus will be there when it says. And that obviously needs to be super high, ideally 100%. But if it's trending low or if we're having problems achieving our goal there, then that's one you definitely want to dig into, right? What's causing that um, to go up or down? I like where this is going because, Esme, I think this is a perfect opportunity for you to talk about how, like we talked with Brett last time about Viewpoint and EAM, but what Tyler is talking about, just those examples, 
brings home to me is like with viewpoint, you can see we're hitting, I don't know, say 90% of our service. Okay, why what's what's wrong with that 10%? And it's absenteeism. Well, that you learn that from workforce management. It's bus breakdowns. Well, you learn that from EAM. And it seems this is that core one plus one equals three that you get. Is that do you think, Esme, that is a fair way to put it? Trissa is a perfect way to put it. And we even have real examples where service disruption has really been a challenge for our agency because they're not able to communicate it effectively to their workforce, to their board members, and to their clients. Can you imagine if you're expecting a bus to show up and you think it has been canceled? But really what's happened is that there's either a disruption, weather-related, asset-related, um, you know, resource, talent, driver related that was not explained and really communicated quickly. And Viewpoint has that ability if you were able to integrate different parts of the information for that service disruption to really be able to explain, no, we missed only stop 44 to 88. The next run was there. And Viewpoint can do these notifications, do these alerts so that you say, oh, the next bus is coming in 30 minutes. Be confident that this vehicle and this driver are coming in that time. So it really is a way to communicate, you know, certain changes. And as Tyler was alluding to, becomes more like a living organism that flexes and moves as the folks and the population needs are changing. I want to keep on this real world example. Like I think this is where people might have their have trouble wrapping their head around of the power of a, a business intelligence tool. Tyler, you talked about this service availability uh, meeting, service requirements report. What are some other reports that just stand out as, yeah, these are key. These ones really drive value in business transformation. You know, a lot of the reports in FX are more operationally relevant in terms of enablement of uh, streeting the service. Um, and so really where I see Viewpoint as a gigantic value add is allowing some flexibility in those reports. Right now, they're very static. They're constrained dimensionally to a sheet of paper. Um, some reports will have to be like that. That's just because they you know, operationally need to be, but so many others don't have to be like that. And Viewpoint's sweet because you can really uh, have a lot more flexibility in how you want this data to be uh, aggregated down to the what data do you and do you not want to show. Um, with static reports that we have now, we can, you know, we, 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 we guess what the most likely data people will want to see is. And that probably means for some people, that's exactly what they want. For the vast majority, there's probably some stuff missing. And for others, there's superfluous information in there. Um, and so by really just making sure that users can view what's relevant to them in the way they want, uh, increases their efficiency and their uh, effectiveness and their roles, right? Because they don't have to, in their brain, <laughs> ignore something that's there or have to know to look somewhere else for this other metric. Right. Yeah. Right. Sure. That's right. And the the other aspect of Viewpoint, I think, that um, has been, at least in my opinion, kind of underutilized in the scheduling and planning space is planners and schedulers want to know the future. Uh, we only have data for the past, right? But Viewpoint does have features that allow us to say, okay, based on past trends, 
where do we think this is going to go? And using different mathematical approaches, right? You can do some cool stuff and, you know, it's always hard to say this is what's going to happen, but what you can do is use these different uh, mathematical approaches and then get a range, if you will. That's what a lot of people like to do, right? You can try linear, quadratic, even exponential if you want to get really wild um, and really uh, come up with some, you know, grounded ways to, to do some projections um, because everyone wants to know what is our ridership going to be 10 years from now? Obviously, there's a lot of dynamics at play in that. Um, as we've seen over the previous 10 years, but still um, even five years from now or two years from now or next year, right? Um, or next month. Next month. Do, doing these processes is uh, manually. It's time intensive. You have to get the data. You have to get it in. You have to know what you're doing uh, when you're applying a formula to a set of data. I mean, some of the folks in these positions have done that probably in school at some point, but it's, a lot of time that you're spending getting the information together and, you know, checking it to make sure it's right rather than getting the information and then making a decision on it uh, so much more efficient. And it frees up uh, the, these schedules and planners time to be more creative and really address, um, you know, what the data is telling them rather than spending so much of their time getting the data together. Yeah. And making sure that, once you get the data together and you do the analysis, the math is correct. Because th this is this is not like the simple a squared plus b squared equals c squared kind of equations. These are like big honking, like I used to deal with in meteorology class equations. <laughs> th this yeah. is not easy math. It, it, it's not. Um, and that, that's exactly right. Uh, that's where like, the, yeah, that, there's tons of time making sure that it's right. And um you know, flashing back to, to school, <laughs> trying to remember this, look it up, uh, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's not easy. Uh, or, uh, unless you're using viewpoint, then of course it is. And that's the whole point. And what I wanted to add to um, Tyler's uh, thing about not having a static environment to make these decisions and not having the help. Uh, you know, we were talking about real life situations. And I, I was in a session recently where um, the city showed me what their routes look like in the 70s, and then showed it what it looked like in the 80s, and then showed it what it looked like currently. And the only difference was that the some of the routes now looped around each other, crossed other routes. And then he goes, well, let me layer on some time elements. And you could see that they were missing each other by five minutes. They had no explanation as to why this route was created. There used to be a factory there. Then the factory went out of business, but it was still looping now to an invisible uh, population. Um, and they said that they just couldn't get a handle on how to plan and schedule for this growth that they knew what was happening here or should be here because there wasn't a way for them to model they didn't have the historical data. And then they couldn't also add third-party data sets to try and see what it's going to look like next month, six months, five years from now. So having Viewpoint to be able to do that modeling, do that scenario um, planning and using a lot of the different products really helps these dispatchers, schedulers, planners make those decisions. Yeah. Those real-world scenarios are, I think, what are absolutely key. I mean, I think about 
is, is both of you have probably heard when the 342 goes by my window when we're recording, it, it goes probably, I think, the most weird indirect route because I'm sure there's a really good reason for it. But now I'm kind of thinking, it's like, how many people are actually going there? So what are some other real, these? The, I love these real world, world scenarios. Do you have any other favorites you want to talk about? Well, some of the favorites that I have now are inspirational and strategic thinking that are being made based on, um, you know, a decision hub that needs to, or has been decided to be put here at a certain place, right? So the city is growing. How do you accommodate and schedule new routes? You have, you know, an Amazon um, educational center going here, and we'd like to service. How do you do that? Like, you know, you have events that are happening at this new um, stadium. How is that going to affect? And these are all, to me, scheduling, planning, um, forecasting, ridership. You were talking about um, Tyler. So it's it's really important that you have data-driven decisions and a lot of help to even prove to the folks who are supporting these projects because we're not talking about hundreds of pennies. These initiatives are not cheap. Right. Tyler, what do you have to expand on that? Yeah, measuring success becomes, or failure, <laughs> becomes critical. Absolutely. Um, and ideally, having um, leading measures is ideal, but really, um, when it comes to you know putting service out and then observing, uh, by definition, it is kind of lagging, um, and that's okay. Um, but that's that's exactly the point: is that no, like getting data that um, crystallizes the success or failure of something, uh, while not easy always to determine what it you know should be. Um, once you've got it, um, then you can start uh, doing some really impactful things, finding those key drivers. And for the most part, uh, agencies know what those are. That's not a huge mystery. Um, some have moved beyond you know traditional on-time performance and ridership to look at you know are the buses pulling out of the transfer center on time. So really you know looking at this one place and kind of really focusing, on kind of the heart, right, that beats of the system uh, and ensuring that that is functioning well because, you know, if that is, then the rest of the system should follow um, more or less. Um, some other cool stuff that, I've, that you know, Vpoint can do, though, is you can also dig into the details, of course, right? So when it comes to on-time performance at a route, good to know the overall um, performance of it, but I think just as impactful to understand the dynamics within the route. Um, so often we can see what the on-time performance is at a node level, at a time point level. Um, that can be useful. It can also be misleading. Viewpoint can allow you to look at that the, the, the interval between those nodes, getting into the weeds here, but it's, it, it's actually super important because by doing that, you can ensure that you're making your schedule change in the correct place um, that is actually causing the problem, not just where the problem eventually can show up. Um, so those details, uh, you know, obviously are what schedulers spend a lot of time working on, right? Trying to tighten or loosen um, the schedule to be more accurate with the real world. Um, and of course, users' demands, but trying to make sure that they're given the appropriate amount of time to where the system is reliable uh, but also efficient is really the scheduler's job at the end of the day. And the only way to do that well um, 
is data. You can't rely on word of mouth. That can give you places to start, right? If a driver tells you there's not enough time here or riders are telling, uh, you're hearing from riders that the bus is overcrowded there, um, that can give you places to start, but you gotta confirm that with data. Um, otherwise your system can do it, uh, kind of as me was describing that I've seen where they, they showed it in the sixties, then they showed like a, what they redid in the nineties. And then it's back to where it was <laughs> over time because they're reacting to the loudest voices in the room, not the data. So if someone doesn't have viewpoint now and they're not using, so what, what should be their next step? And they're going like, this sounds great. I think I could really use Viewpoint. Esme, what should people do to start using, to get yeah. Viewpoint installed? What, what's, yeah. what's the thing? Call me. <laughs> Definitely Simple. call me. Yes, call me. Because I think what happens is that a lot of folks sometimes will have these questions. And they'll say, yeah, we'd love to be able to reflect our schedule um, to be more flexible, um, to have some agility in it. And I think that's the biggest thing about Viewpoint is that it starts with one question. And so at a high level, a dashboard, you might see a, a report that looks like the one you need. But then as you drill down, as Tyler was alluding to, you have these other questions that you're realizing that I should also get some answers to. This is brilliant. Okay. So this has been part two of Viewpoint Plus. We've learned how Viewpoint plus EAM can make your the facilities run better. Now we're, we're, we've learned how, okay, you can even get the higher level, how Viewpoint can bring your planning and scheduling together. And next up will be how we get back, even get back into the weeds. A little mobility on demand, I think, is our, is our next guest. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, definitely Neela, mobility on demand. And um I know that a lot of scheduling challenges around that. I've learned so much from talking to Tyler and also Neela um, about, uh, you know, microtransit and higher frequency fixed routes. So these are all like decisions that people are making about their agencies. And it's, I'm so excited that Viewpoint can help create a picture for them to make that decision and to support it. That's great. We're going to end it with that because that's that's the way it is. So thank you both for taking the time to chat with me. And this has been Tris for Inside Trapeze talking about Viewpoint plus mobility planning and scheduling. <laughs> <laughs>